Lord, this morning we pray that you would be our center. Everything that's gotten out of balance, Lord, we recenter and worship this morning on you. May you be our foundation, our cornerstone. May the whole of our lives this morning rest and find their orientation in you, Lord God. We ask it in the strong name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. And all God people, all God's people said. Amen, amen. You may be seated. If if you were going to describe what we receive in this meal in one word. What word would you choose? Sorry? Grace. Forgiveness. Healing. Jesus. Wow. Kaboom. There you go. Jesus. Yeah. Grace. Grace was the word that I was thinking of because grace includes that idea of forgiveness. Grace includes that favor by which we're healed. Grace seems to be one word that kind of gathers so much of it up together, but grace is a word that's in disrepair, is it not? I mean, when we hear the word grace, we think of the movements of a dancer or of an Olympic gymnast or something like that, and that or, or just being gracious. God calls us to be more than polite. He calls us to live lives of grace, and grace is such a countercurrent powerful force in this world. It's what Jesus brought that changes this world. And as it lives in him, it can live in you and me. This this meal not only forgives us and sets right the things of the past, it fills us with his presence even now. Because to live with that kind of countercurrent life in this world requires some strength. And the love and the life of Jesus in us is that countercurrent force. It's got to be something more than being nice, because nice doesn't change the world, does it? May improve it, but grace is so much more than that. Courtney shared this morning a story that both of us read this this last week about. Um, that incident some years ago, some of you probably remember it, when a crazy man walked into an Amish schoolhouse and opened fire. Do you remember that? All, all the teachers and the boys were sent outside and the girls were, were tied up inside and horrible things were about to transpire. In the end, when the, when the police arrived much earlier than uh, the town home terrorist had thought, he started taking the lives of the girls. Every one of them was shot, and the police SWAT team rushed that, that little one-room schoolhouse gathering place and saved the lives of five. They were shot, but they were taken to the hospital. And it's only because some of them did survive um, that we know what happened inside. He, he threatened the girls. He meant to mistreat them in ways that only Satan would get glory for if I mention them. But then one of the girls, one of the oldest girls stepped forward. And she said, no, whatever you must do, do to me. Let everyone else go. She was 13 years old. 
And then her nine-year-old sister, one of the five that survived, stepped forward with her and said, me too, let the others go. And, and, and this killer was so shocked by that that they said he began to weep and something in him crumbled. And then the sirens came and then the shots rang out and, and all that chaos that followed. But, you know, I, I think not just the world, I think even Christians thereafter were, 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 were stunned by the actions of this Amish community that was simply taking the truth of their faith seriously. When they said they, they forgave this man, that they were concerned about his wife and his kids abandoned by his cowardice act of violence and then suicide. The cameras just watched without commentary as the Amish men of that community not only buried their own, but showed up at the funeral of their killer. Why are you here? They asked. And they said, well, hasn't she lost as much as we? And we weep with those who weep. That's not just nice. That's grace. Money's poured in from around the country. Those that were sympathetic and heartbroken over what had happened, trying to help these, fa- help these families deal with their grief. You know what the first thing was that the Amish community did with all the money that came in? They set up a fund to take care of the widow and the kids of the killer. Grace. Grace in the toughest places, it shines the brightest. Grace, it's changed us, and when it lives in us, it will change this world. When you come this morning, you come to feed on grace. Grace that forgives you, grace that accepts you just as you are, grace that loves you so much it will not leave you as you are, but grace that fills you with a power that could change the world. On the night that he gave himself up for us, Jesus took bread and gave thanks to you, our Father, and broke the bread gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks to you, our father, and he gave it to his disciples and he said, take and drink from this, all of you. For this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So Lord God, we do this receiving your grace this morning. Remembering grace is the power that lives in you. And remembering that you live in us. If these gifts that you sanctify also sanctify us, Lord God, we thank you for that. We receive that. 
We pray that we could live as you lived in this world, empowered by nothing less than you. You be our source. You be our life. We come to that well that satisfies. We pray the prayer that you taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.